You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Nick Costos, as we have discussed on the air, is our favorite guest. Sorry, Howard Beck and Sam Amick and everybody else. He edged you out. He's such a good dude. He uh, He's on the line. He's the host of You Better, You Bet. He's Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, and you should also know that Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Nick's analysis. It's easy. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Good morning, Mr. Costos. Uh, Bill, what's going on, brother? Thank you for the kind words as always. Happy Football Friday. Let's get it. I know you're a dedicated professional of the highest order. You really are. Did you watch every minute of that abomination last night? Uh, close to it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much every minute of the game, yeah. I mean, like I always say, you know, I play fantasy, we play DFS, um, you know, bets on the games, prop bets. Literally, like, every snap of every pro football game, like, means something to me, and I love it. So, yeah, pretty much I may have missed a couple snaps, just like, you know, shuttling around the house, like, to get, like, a drink or something. But, yeah, man, pretty much watched every single snap of the game. Falcons and Panthers, what could be better? <laughs> well, what could be better? Life is good. Uh, Nick, if people don't know, you are – extremely thoughtful you do a ton of research you do reporting on on your analysis of all of these games and you and i've discussed it before you and you've discussed this on the air you show me how to how to make your own lines which is incredibly helpful when it comes to dfs are you putting the same energy and focus in or is that a little more casual for you because i don't do it as much as i used to and i'm kind of i'm starting to get back into it oh no it's, it's a lot more casual like daily fantasy is something where like you're really like seriously trying to win it's something that definitely requires like a ton of thought and a ton of strategy. And like, frankly, like I don't have the mental bandwidth for it. It doesn't mean that other people can't just like during football season, like my, my energy is spent on handicapping sides and totals prop bets, obviously. And now we've got the NBA college hoops just started. Um, so there's a lot going on college football as well. So I don't have like the mental bandwidth to spend on DFS. So my DFS is basically like, Hey, I'm going to enter a lineup and hope I win a million dollars. And I probably want to basically playing the lottery. So it's fun, but like I, I don't do it seriously to try and win. Like, do I want to win? Of course, but am I am I putting in the requisite effort to win a lot of money on a regular basis? Definitely not. DFS is fun. I once did one of those, you know, million dollar things, and for I don't know, nineteen percent of the way through, I was in first place. Right where they show this, and I was like, I'm going to spend all the money, and then I didn't even cash. Uh, Nick Costos, let's get into some of these um some of these games. The Buffalo line has moved. A lot, as there's been uncertainty about what's going on with Josh Allen. The Vikings, to me, are, are a question mark. I'm always uncertain about about Kirk Cousins. How do you size this game up? Um, so Sean McDermott today, like new piece of news, saying that Josh Allen is. This is one of my my favorite lines ever. That Josh Allen is hour to hour. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but apparently Josh Allen hour to hour per Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Uh, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I don't think Allen's going to play on Sunday. I was told um, earlier in the week that Josh Allen was not going to play in the game. Now, I, I want to give this caveat. I am not reporting that. I was also told that Justin Herbert was not going to play against the Jaguars, and then he was basically like, screw everybody. I'm going to take the pain injection of my ribs, and I'm going to play. So I'm not saying that Josh Allen isn't going to play in the game, but if I had to bet right now, if betters had to bet, they're betting that Josh Allen ain't going to play in this game. So if Josh Allen were to play and he's fully healthy – Buffalo needs to be more than a touchdown favorite. Not quite 10, but definitely more than 7. So somewhere in that 7.5 to 9.5 range. And if you look right now at the board, Buffalo is a 3.5 point favorite. So we've basically gone down about as far as you can go without knowing whether or not Josh Allen is actually going to play in the game. So if I'm right, 
and Josh Allen doesn't play. I think you're going to see – I think the right number in the game is three. I actually think it's going to go down through, to, through three to two and a half. And then I think it's a subjective conversation that people need to have with themselves. Like it becomes less of a, hey, like I'm going to bet this game because here's my number. Like we also haven't seen Case Keenum in the Bills offense. Allen's like their entire team basically on offense. So what's the downgrade like? Also what has to be factored into the equation, Bill, is that there's going to be snow on Sunday in Buffalo. That's currently the forecast. And the winds could be really bad. So there's a lot to take in here. I can tell you that my number for the game, and I'm guessing here, it's like this is like this is subjective on my part. It's kind of what makes it fun. Other people can disagree, and they might be right. I think the number of the game of Case Keenum start should be Bills minus three because the Bills can do like what the Cowboys did, right? When Dak Prescott was out, not the same thing, Dak to rush, but like you know, run the ball, have Keenum not turn the football over. Like he started an NFC Championship game. He's not like a curtain jerking jabroni backup quarterback. Like he's pretty capable, and uh, and ride this excellent defense to like to some wins here potentially. So we'll see. If it's Bills two and a half in Case Keenum starting, my decision is going to be, do I bet Buffalo or not? Um, other people may disagree, but that's kind of my thought on this game with the information that we have right now. Can I give you a futures take quickly here off of the Josh yeah. Allen injury? Love it. Okay. So right now, uh, and I can actually look to see what it is at the King of Sportsbooks bet MGM, but right now NFL MVP is a three-horse race between Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. So I think, like, if you were to ask, like, football fans, Mahomes is the favorite right now at plus 200. Like, Jalen Hurts is the third-best quarterback in that group, right? Mahomes and Allen are better than Jalen Hurts. I don't think anyone would argue that. But I think Hurts is actually very likely to win the award at this point. So the Bills and Chiefs, Bill, each have two losses already. Maybe Josh Allen's out this week. Maybe he misses a couple games, right? Even if he doesn't, though. The Bills and the Chiefs play in the AFC. It is extremely likely that both Buffalo and Kansas City will lose at least one more game this season, right? And they could still go 14-3 and three if that's the case. The Eagles are currently undefeated. Look at Philly's schedule the rest of the way. It is an absolute cakewalk. Like the one game that, that you could look at it and say like they might not be favored in and they still might be would be on the road in Dallas towards the end of the season, the second time they play the Cowboys. It is very likely that if Jalen Hurts stays healthy, Philly is either going to go, they, they could go undefeated. I don't think they will. So let's say 16-1 and one or 15-2. and two. And if Kansas City and Buffalo are going to lose another game, that's three losses for the Bills and Chiefs. MVP is not about stats. MVP is about team performance. Offensive player of the year is a, is a statistical award. Jalen Hurts is very likely to win MVP based on the conditions we've got right now with the Bills losing to the Jets last weekend. So that's a bet that I've made this week is Jalen Hurts to win NFL MVP. I think he should be the favorite, and he's not. I love that. Nick Costos on the program breaking it down for us. All right, so you've got Seattle at the Bucks, but it's not really at the Bucks because it's in Munich, Germany. So you've got a game in Munich, which is its own crazy variable. You've got sad, I'm getting divorced, and I'm not making fun of him, but obviously very very unhappy Tom Brady underperforming, but they're atop that division, that 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 uh, muscular, remarkable division that is the NFC South. And you've got a Seattle Seahawks team that's overperforming, apparently because their quarterback's wanting to wear a bracelet. There's a lot happening. How do you size this game up, given all the variables? I, well, I'll just say, on like Brady being unhappy, I don't know, he looked pretty happy post-game after. That's <laughs> true. The he won. He's, I, he just, I, I think that dude's going to have difficulty after he retires and like has to walk away because he clearly like this is his life. I think he's probably happy right now. I was like, for you, the distractions. He's like, man, who needs my family? I get to play football every Sunday. Um, so Tampa right now, Bill, sitting as about a, we can call it minus 2.75. What does that mean? Some sports books have three. Some will have two and a half. The number kind of existing in the middle there with Tampa as the favorite in, in Munich. So I like Tampa in the game. I bet Tampa last Sunday. I bet Tampa minus one. 
I think Tampa needs to be at least a three-point favorite in the game. My co-host, Ken Barkley, has Tampa as a four-point favorite in the game. So this is not me like making like the strongest case possible for Tampa. We've had a lot of guests on the show this week on You Better You Bet, people that I really respect, whether they're professional sports bettors or former players in the NFL like Brian Baldinger. And pretty much to a man, they all like the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Think Seattle is just better. We'll cite the fact that Seattle is rolling over bad competition, winning. I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat bad teams by double digits, and that's what the Seahawks are doing. But for me, I can't get to, like, a number that is ever below three in this game for Tampa with the way that Tampa's been rated the entire season. And this is maybe a little narrative-based by me, and I could be wrong. I think Tampa got a little something going at the end of the game last week. It felt like that could be like a tipping point, an inflection point for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rest of the season. The game-winning drive authored, of course, by the great Tom Brady. So anything below three, Bill, three is not a bet for me, not, not Bucks minus three. Bucks minus two and a half or less will be a bet for me coming up on Sunday in Munich against the Seahawks. Nick Costos, if people are inclined to bet on the Kansas City Chiefs or interested in those games, you have to wrestle with some pretty big numbers because of how good they've been in the offensive firepower of Patrick Mahomes. And here we are again. The, the latest number I saw was mostly nine and a half Chiefs favorites hosting Jacksonville. When you get into games like this where a team like the Chiefs or, or a team like the Buffalo Bills, in this case a team like the Chiefs, are that big of a favorite, do you avoid it? Do you just look at your matrix and say, here's where I'm at? How, how do you evaluate these kind of games in this game in particular? Yeah, so I think, like, just, like, on a case-by-case basis, like, that's how you have to take everything. So I want to avoid just, like, blanket saying, well, anytime the Chiefs are a big favorite like this, I'm going to bet against them or bet on them. I can tell you, I bet the Titans on Sunday, this past Sunday. I did not think they were, like, going to potentially win the game. But I just felt like 14 was too many points um, against Tennessee. You knew Tennessee would be able to run the ball in the game. I thought they, they would be able to at least, and then they did. So with this game, it really comes down to, like, this is just, like, it's a number bet for me, but it's also a bet that makes sense as an on-field handicap to me. I, I don't trust Kansas City's defense to be able to let this team cover big numbers right now. And if you look at what Jacksonville's going to be able to do in this game, um, Travis Etienne is, like, low-key, maybe, like, the second or third best running back in football right now. He's re- ridiculously good, and I don't know if people have, like, fully caught on to this yet. Like, I don't know that he's, like, Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb quite yet, but he's, he's getting there. He's ridiculously good. They are going to be able to run the football on Kansas City on Sunday. So I think the on-field handicap makes a little sense. Trevor Lawrence played maybe the best game of his career in the NFL last week against the Raiders. They go down 17-0. He rallies the troops to victory. Very impressive performance by Trevor Lawrence. So if I think Lawrence can play well, and I think the Jags can run the ball, and I don't trust this Kansas City defense. Now, look, Kansas City is going to win the game. It's Mahomes at home. I'm not saying Jacksonville's going to win. Just that I think if we get around this number of 10, it's a little too much. So I played Jacksonville plus 10 on Tuesday. Um, it doesn't exist anymore. I feel like a lot of people agree with me. If I had to bet the game now, I would still bet Jacksonville uh, plus the nine and a half. But I do think the spread is in the range of where it needs to be. Double digits to me is a non-starter right now in this particular game with Kansas City. Mr. Nick Costos, let's close here. I love this. Is my favorite part of talking to you. Give me any parlay as crazy, as solid, as large or otherwise as you would like, and I'm going to bet it. Okay, so uh, let me. I want to give you a teaser. I'll give you a teaser and a parlay. How about that? Um, Let's do it. The two team teaser for this week will be the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have, like, I'll ask you this, Bill Mike Tomlin versus Dennis Allen. Who's the better coach? Uh, Mike Tomlin. Kenny Pickett or Andy Dalton? Who would you, who do you, who would you rather have as your quarterback? <sighs> that one's harder. I'll go Kenny for, Pickett. For me, yeah, I think it's Pickett, like, and it's not even close for me. With, I, I love Kenny Pickett. 
So Steelers. You love Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's like baby Eli Manning. And I mean that in like the most complimentary way possible. I, I think Pickett's going to be tremendous. And I look forward to watching the Steelers offense the rest of the year, and especially next year, once they stop giving the ball to Najee Harris 20 times a game and fire the clueless overmatch Matt Canada as offensive coordinator. So Pittsburgh's home in this game. They're coming off the bye. They have the better head coach and the better quarterback, and they're underdogs. <laughs> nope, nope, no way. Um, so I think you can bet Pittsburgh to win the game. You can also tease Pittsburgh up to plus seven and a half, where like New Orleans could win by seven and you still win that teaser leg. The other teaser leg that I would recommend, and you need, you need to be in range, would be the Broncos to plus 8.5. So you want to get Denver plus 2.5 up to plus 8.5. Or even if they lose to Tennessee, the total 36.5. Like low total, getting Denver with the way that how conservative they are, kicking field goals. Love that. So Denver and Pittsburgh. We'll call it the 2005 AFC Championship Game Memorial teaser. Broncos <laughs> and Steelers, two-team teaser. Um, let me see a parlay for you. I'd like to give you the underdogs, right? We'll play the Lions to beat the Bears. Detroit plus 125. That can be money line pick number one. We can play the Steelers plus 105. Uh, underdog money line parlay uh, number two. And we might have to wait on this one. I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to play on Sunday for the Rams. He's in concussion protocol, hasn't practiced yet this week. So if Stafford's going to be ruled out for this game and Kyler Murray's going to play, which it looks like he will with this hamstring injury, the Cardinals are going to close favorites in this game. Now, something to consider, the Rams' backup quarterback is John Wolford, who, like, I don't know if if NFL fans will remember this. During the pandemic year in 2020, Sean McVay was really soured on Jared Goff by the end of the season, to the point that obviously he traded for Matthew Stafford in the offseason. McVay, like, outright benched Jared Goff for the playoff game, the wild card game in Seattle that year. And then Wolford got hurt, got the neck injury, and Goff had to come in, won the game, and then they lost to Green Bay in the divisional round. Like, Wolford's not bad. Like, I'm not saying he's great shakes, he's not as good as Stafford, but he is not like a jabroni backup quarterback. And Sean McVay likes him enough that he started him in a playoff game over Jared Goff, and Goff started a Super Bowl for him. So if we're going to get the Rams as underdogs here against a beat-up Arizona offensive line with Aaron Donald licking his chops, Sean McVay absolutely owns Cliff Kingsbury. Like, look that up. Rams versus Cardinals. Head-to-head McVay and Kingsbury here. I think the Rams are going to win the game. So let's wait till Sunday. Let's get the Rams at an underdog price. We'll do Rams money line. We will do the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line and the Detroit Lions on the money line on the road at the Chicago Bears. The massively talented DeCastos. How good of a word is jabroni, by the way? I use it all the time, and it, I guess a lot. I, I don't know if I overuse it to the point where like no. everyone's heard it now, but like it's curtain great. jerking jabroni is one of my favorite sayings. I use it a lot. I probably sure. need to retire it after this year and come up with something new. No, I think you go with it because it's it, it's like you know some guys can pull off certain outfits and some guys can't. Some guys can pull that word off. I can't. I can't walk around using jabroni more than once a year. But dude, you can and you should. <laughs> I'm a pro wrestling guy. That's like the Rock's line, jabroni. So Kurt, I added curtain jerking in to make it sound like, hey, here's this moron that we send out there in the opening match to lose, like to warm the crowd up. Like John Wolford's not that. Like John Wolford's like a mid-carder. Like Stafford's a main eventer. John Wolford's a mid-carder, though. And I think the Rams should be favored in the game with Wolford starting. Um, and if he's not, we're, we're, we're going to bet the Rams, and so we're going to feel really good about it. I'm doing both of them. Nick, thank you, buddy. Good, good, uh, good, hearing, good hearing your voice again, pal. Uh, wishing you, Bill, and all your great listeners, minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. We'll talk to you next week. Our brother, Nick Costos, not a jabroni. The opposite. Dude's the best. Uh, the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Remember, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at the BetMGM app.
You could pull off jabroni, D-Cell, if you leaned into it. No, no, no. I'm not as cool as Mr. Costos. I can't do it. Jabroni. He dropped two of them, right? Twice, yeah. So good. All right, buy or sell's coming up. We've got some pretty exciting. Any sucker in there today? We'll have to wait and see. Ooh, it's like a great big present under the tree. It's an early Christmas edition, sort of. Doesn't even make sense, but we're going with it. Of buy or sell. Jabronis and all. Next here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, welcome back into the show. Happy Friday. Thanks for being here. Let me ask you guys another another uh, tennis question because people love them. You know, I'm going to do it by yourself. Let's do it by yourself. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. So everybody where I live plays tennis, which is nice for me because I, I like tennis. And there's a lot of media people who live here, colleagues and such. Now, there's a there's a person that's well-known, not a superstar. I would say a mid- to high-level, well-known sports media colleague, right? You guys know in this business, colleague relationships are professional relationships. You never We all work together eventually. There's a guy that, that's here that I found out plays on the same tennis sort of league as me who is very competitive, nice guy, really into the tennis. He saw that I was on this thing and ranked higher, and so he's been texting me nonstop. And he wants to play. And he's been telling me how good he is, and there's a sort of a note of skepticism that I'm higher, because if you look at me, I would also not suspect a high level of tennis ability. I saw him play yesterday. I happened to see him play at the court next to me. I would beat this guy 6-0, 6-0. I mean, or or 6-0, 6-1. I mean, it it would be a slaughter. Buy or sell, I should still play with it. Buy. Really? That was me on that one, that first one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Can you be? Can you benefit in your career from this relationship? I have some like that where I could. Mm-mm. I mean, you never know. Not probably, but I'm also maybe. maybe. All right. So I think play him, beat him, but. Just make sure you don't embarrass him. Now, if you were to embarrass him, are you insinuating that he would no longer want to speak to you or be a professional colleague of yours? I don't know. It's just I'm not really in the business of, like, embarrassing people that I'm college, right? Other than you guys on the air, I guess. But, um... <laughs> Stu, Hickey, it's Stu. Right, Shep. Is that everybody? <laughs> no, it's certainly not. Klug. My wife, Plug, <laughs> myself, right. my children, any shred of dignity. All right, so, um, all right, thank you. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Also, I don't know how much fun it would be. To embarrass him? Just to play him. Andy Roddick, who I know, right, would not have fun playing tennis with me, right? Like, it would be a, what's the joy in that? Well, but the gap from you to Roddick can't be the gap from you to this guy. No, but at a certain point, six oh six oh is six oh six oh, right? Right, but you're you're handicapping this. He might make it, you know, two and three. It might be a a respectable beating. No, I don't think so. So, okay. could I? Could I? Could I beat Andy? Rod- Andy Roddick and I have a five hundred dollar bet that I can beat him. In tennis, if he uses a frying pan, I think I could beat him. I just laugh at every time this comes up. I think it's—I would want to see that. 
But it's not worth it. Like, I'm going to fly across the country to win $500. I'm gonna, it's going to cost me more to get over there. I meant to send this to you. Now I'm mad that I didn't. His wife, the lovely and talented Brooklyn Decker, within the last, I don't know, two weeks, made a, a bathroom joke on Instagram. And I wanted to write back, really show to you, like... She can't have it both ways. She can't make bathroom jokes and also call you out for passing gas near her, as she has, and as you shared more than once. It feels a little, a little hypocritical. You're not wrong, but I've I, I've been burned by that flame. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> you got the tip of that iceberg. She's a formidable woman. <laughs> I just, she's a really nice person, but do not mess with Brooklyn Decker. It's the lesson <laughs> I've learned. Or just don't. Break wind next to her. It was so bad, man. It was so loud too. It was just—it was a bad. <laughs> it was a bad moment. Speaking of being so bad, let's get to some NFL oh, here. Wow! By the transition. That smelled great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, you. Hey, you just passed the test. Oh, the sniff test. Bye. That's a wind. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, just two days ago, we discussed how... Full- you should toot your own horn for that. <laughs> Bye. Oh, uh, this whole segment's a gas. Bye. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Just two days ago, we discussed... Oh, we're making how- fart jokes. Is that not obvious? <laughs> how four of the Raiders' first six-round picks between 2019 and 2021 have not panned out, and they're no longer on the team. Well, now their leading tackler from last week, lineba- linebacker... Blake Martinez retired yesterday, plus Las Vegas put tight end Darren Waller and wide receiver Hunter Renfro on IR yesterday. By yourself that the lead up to Sunday's game has all the signs pointing to the Colts beating the Raiders in Jeff Saturday's coaching debut. I, I, any other team in the NFL, I would buy this without a hesitation. FYI, the game is in Las Vegas. Bye. It kind of it. Bye. Let me ask you this, Andrew Bogish. Let's do a little test of uh, better than. So I'm going to say two names, and you just pick one, the better one. Okay. McDaniel's or Saturday? <laughs> McDaniel's. Are we sure? On are we sure on Sunday? We have to be sure today. I was inspired by Jeff Saturday's words at his presser just yesterday or two days ago. <sighs> I also love his name. If Saturday wins on Sunday, it'll be something on Monday. Bye. Oh, really? When was the last time you were inspired by something Josh McDaniels said? I don't know that I ever have been. <laughs> but as you That's point your point. finger triumphantly at me, <laughs> a lot of coaches have given good speeches and then wet themselves during a game. Let's just get to Monday. So you're taking the Raiders. Taking the Raiders. I'm going to take the Colts. Taking the under, taking the Raiders. What are the odds it, it could be a 3-3 three to three tie? But 100 million to 1? <laughs> it's on the table. 2-2. <laughs> two, two. Safeties. Because <laughs> each quarterback ran out of the back of the end zone by accident. Oh, that's funny. All right. Mike McCarthy returns to Green Bay this weekend for the first time since being fired by the Packers in 2018 as the Cowboys visit Lambeau Field. Buy or sell the Packers firing Mike McCarthy has worked out better for McCarthy than it has Green Bay. 
this is a great question. It's a legitimate question. The fact it's a great legitimate question is evident. The most serious evidence I've seen yet that we're in a simulation. That this is ridiculous. This is a thing. That's a really good. Mm. I mean, I think it's a, it's a buy, isn't it? Isn't it self-explanatory at this point? Well, it's trending towards McCarthy, but haven't they made two NFC title Multiple. games? Yeah, but they've lost them, and they've lost them at home. Right, but both, they've been there. The Cowboys have not. And there's been plenty of drama surrounding Rodgers and the Packers. Sure. And Dallas, to be fair. And Dallas. What are Dallas, 6-2? and two? Uh, That sounds correct. And 3-5 and five Packers team? You know what? Bogus is right. I'll sell it. But the fact that we're approaching that possibility is crazy. Yeah. So. All right, here's a question. I don't think that Dallas, the Cowboys, can win the Super Bowl. But if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, okay, buy or sell McCarthy better than Rodgers? <laughs> sell. Okay. Sell. Wouldn't it be great? It's not like he's coaching Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes if he gets it. He's not going to. But, but don't forget. When McCarthy left and then Rodgers won more MVPs. Yeah, I know. With LaFleur, people were going, man, maybe McCarthy was worse than we thought. He was the one holding them back for more. And now this year has been an utter embarrassment directly on him as a team as a whole. But it hasn't been enough or long enough to flip that script. There's still more good in Green Bay. Was that I think that script- narrative is right. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is that script long enough, though? Did we overreact? I know we won two MVPs, but if McCarthy gets a Super Bowl this year, was that a big enough sample size to have that narrative for Mike McCarthy? Aaron Rodgers is older, and the front office has not done an amazing job, right? So it's, it's, I'm not sure, like, it's not a, I don't think it's a LaFleur problem. There are a lot of problems in Green Bay. I don't think it's him. Aaron Rodgers will always be a better quarterback than Mike McCarthy as a head coach. It would be amazing. It would underscore the unfairness of the universe if Mike McCarthy ended his career with more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> Buy or sell if Rodgers never wins another Super Bowl that he has been underwhelming in the postseason. Buy. Yeah, me too. Wow, Diesel dropping the hammer. One, I think one in four in NFC Championship games, right? And the only time they won one of those games, if I got this right is against the Bears. And as a Bears fan, I can tell you, they suck, even when they don't. (laughs) So it doesn't count. (laughs) It counts, but it's just, I don't you know. All right, it's a West Coast showdown as the 5-3 Chargers visit the 4-4 49ers. The 4-4 49ers, say that three times fast, on Sunday night football this week. Buy or sell that you feel the 49ers are a better team than the Chargers right now, despite L.A. having the better record. Bye. Bye. I, so Costos was talking just a minute ago. Your guy Costos, Bogus, he's so great. He's such a great dude, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. About how he had heard from some of his sources in the gambling world, the football world, that Herbert was not going to play last week and then basically said to hell with it, I'm going to get the injection and fight through the pain. There's no doubt that the Chargers quarterback is a tough guy, and it's incredibly impressive. And I'm not saying he's Baker Mayfield, but we've also seen guys playing through the pain can can be a problem for their team. I'm without a healthy Justin Herbert. I'm not sure how good the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are that good. They're fine, like they're whatever he can gut his way through. But I, I think the Niners. I think the Niners could be the second best team in the NFC 
or third come, you know, whatever, December. All right, we have a huge... I just got a point from D-Cell. Is that, a, is that you, like, I'm with you? Yes, absolutely. You know I'm down on the Chargers, and I'm down on Justin Herbert individually. D-Cell endorsement. Feels weird. I like it. Huge weekend in college football with a ton of playoff implications as number nine Alabama heads to Oxford to take on number 11 Ole Miss, who can still reach the SEC championship game, oh, by the way, if they win out and LSU slips up in one of their three final games. Then there's number four TCU in Austin to take on number 18 Texas, while number 25 Washington takes on number six Oregon. Buy or sell bill that Ole Miss, TCU, and Oregon could all make the college football playoff. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Ole Miss has to beat Georgia for that to happen. Uh, Yes, they need help just to get to the SEC championship game, and then they would need to beat what presumably will be Georgia. Sell, but I have a question for you guys. Sell. With Lane Kiffin being the main name put forward for Auburn's opening, Buy or sell that beating Alabama this weekend would make him at least $3 million a year in that contract. Buy. I can't hit the buy button enough on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Three million years, like another 15 mil total. Yeah. It's a lot. It Auburn is, is going to pay big money for this job. Big money. I mean, they were talking about that last week when Hugh Freeze and Liberty beat Arkansas. Lane Kiffin beating Alabama absolutely, absolutely yeah. would pad that salary. I, I, so I've never been to an Iron Bowl. But, oh, my God, if Lane Kiffin gets that job, I'm going to go. We should all go. I know you guys won't. But I'm serious. We should just go and do the show from. Why wouldn't we go? Iron we Bowl? Just go. Absolutely. It's, it's not in New Jersey, d Oh, Yeah, that was that. the thing I was thinking. Mm. You were the one I was looking at when I said, will you go? By the way, I've been to both cities a bunch. Auburn is so beautiful. It is such a, it's a tiny little southern city. It, it, no disrespect to Tuscaloosa. Um, Auburn is, we should go to a, a game. We should go to a Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban game, get credentialed, ask Saban some questions uh, when it's in Auburn. Day after Thanksgiving, right? That's going to be tough, too. But we'll make it happen. If D still goes, I'll go. Oh, yeah, that is a little, that is tricky. Well, you know what? See, you guys are saying no before me. Yeah, I mean, this is spitballing. We're just thinking out loud here. I'm like, I, I think I, I can make it work. By the way, Thanksgiving's perfect. You have Thanksgiving, then you get on a flight that, that afternoon, everyone's sleeping, you sleep on the plane. A little red eye into Mississippi? I mean, yeah. Alabama? All right. Yeah. Go to Mississippi, you're going to be in trouble. True. You're in the wrong place. That was my first mistake. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Let's do it. Let's get to some baseball here. Astros ace Justin Verlander was the favorite to win the AL Cy Young Award this season, which would be the third of his career, has opted out of his player option with Houston for next season, which would have paid him $25 million. Now, Verlander turns 40 in February. Buy or sell, you would feel comfortable giving Justin Verlander upwards of $30 million for next season. For one year. One-year deal. Upwards of $30 million for a 40-year-old pitcher. I don't think he'd agree to that. But, buy. Buy. Pitching's at a premium. If it doesn't work, it's one year. Buy or sell, Justin Verlander's going to want a three-year deal or more. He's going to want a Scherzer-like deal. That's crazy at 40. You don't think you can give him a one-year deal with a player option? 
Well, I mean, that's kind of what Scherzer has. It's two in an option, I believe. Right. I think he's going to want three years. Because he's got all the leverage now, but he's got to know. Maybe he'll be great for two or three more years. But if he's awful this season, which it happens, he wants to lock in the money now. Right. He'll probably want a two-year deal and then something that triggers the third year if he's good in these first two that locks him in for a ton of more money. The level he's pitching at and the, the premium on pitching, I think... We know in baseball people overpay. Are you telling me the Yankees wouldn't throw whatever it takes? Who, a bunch of teams. Would. I don't think the Dodgers would because Andrew Friedman has this, not weird, I think proper reservation about pitchers in their mid-30s, let alone 40 years old. But any team that thinks they can make a push, I think is going to go for it. You led me right into my next question. Speaking of those Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw is reportedly nearing a one-year deal with L.A. Now the 34-year-old Kershaw made 22 starts this past season and he went 12-3 and with a 2.28 ERA. Buy yourself that Clayton Kershaw has aged better than expected given his injury history. I'll buy. Buy. Buy or sell, Bogus, you're a baseball guy, that given Kershaw's history lately and his excellence when he's on the field but how limited that's been, that you would try to develop some approach for Kershaw where he pitches every six days and or does incredibly limited innings to try to stretch him out for the season. I, I think the innings cap is the easier thing than every six days. That messes up everybody else. Because the Dodgers in the past, now it's been a couple seasons, have done some weird six-man rotations where they drop a guy, right? So it depends on the schedule right. on a day off. Innings cap. You think innings cap? I think, yeah. I think you, you know... On a given day, he's not going to throw more than five innings in, like, 85 pitches to try and stretch him out. When it allows, give him an extra day. You know, oh, his hamstring hurts. IL for, you know, he misses a start or two. But the six-day rotation, because the Angels went through this with Otani, it messes everybody up because then throws everyone's off of their normal rhythm. The problem is, maybe he's changed. I'm not around that team like I used to be. He is the least gracious person pitcher I've ever seen come out of a game. Like, would make huh. demands of his managers. It was a whole issue. I mean, like, I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's a competitor, but he gets a pass. Uh, so maybe at this age he's in a different mindset. I actually don't know. But in the past, two years ago, three years ago, there's a guy who was, you take him out, he's throwing a fit. Kind of like D-cell sometimes. Yeah, go long in this segment, and he starts stomping his feet, looking at his watch, tapping the desk. Run, let the music run out. Do you? I want to push the segment the latest it's ever been pushed. So the final segment's thirty seconds long, just to mess with D-Cell. Do you think it's a bad idea? I do, because that then actually hurts me as well. So yeah, I don't. I, I can't stress hey, that hey. enough. What if you're not here? Then who cares? Okay, <laughs> yeah. then you like it. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till somebody's filling in. Maybe Marco Belletti will be here. You know, what? I'm not going to be here Monday. Go get it on Monday. I, I'm in. You know, we're going to be Monday. Uh, just. Have days to use. Got it. Needed a day. Uh, for the record, I'm not in on this idea, by the way. I let just, me, I just me, want that in matter. writing. I am not in on this idea. It's a great segue because I'm writing down names for Bum of the Week. Um, anybody you want to nominate before we, 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 we let you go to your, your well-deserved three-day weekend? Um, no, no, thank you. Only good, only good vibes into the long weekend. <laughs> what a, what a diesel, gracious man. Put Diesel down. Okay, done. Diesel's nominated. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, Bum of the Week. Diesel's already nominated by Bogish. We'll do that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. 
All right, welcome back into the show. It's Rider Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Friday. I like the new uh, music at the end of the show, by the way. How, is it growing on you? Yeah, since I've only known about this song for, what, three weeks now? I'm into it. I dig it. Want to turn up for a second? Just let, the, let it breathe? It's hard for me not to sing, though. Daylight. I could record you singing, and we could play that version. Let's not. Uh, this season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Buy a Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's... Do bum of the week. Hallelujah. I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum. I'm a bum. There are a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. All right, DCL, you're nominated for bum of the week because Bogus nominated you. What the heck, man? With no good reasoning, by the way. I got nothing on why you'd be bum of the week. I, I got to tell you, it seems frivolous. I, I'm not going to nominate Jeff Saturday. Not on Monday, not on Tuesday, not on Wednesday. Not any day. I am going to nominate Jim Ursay for hiring him. What? I'm mad at myself that I laughed as hard as I did it. <laughs> you did. You really laughed. Um, do you want to nominate Bogey? You know what? No, I don't. Okay. I'm always accused of being mean to him for no reason, and I don't have a reason right now, so I'm not going to be mean to him, even though he nominated me for no reason. Is there? I understand. Is there anyone you'd like to nominate? Yes, I touched on this in the first hour of the show. Twitter, Elon Musk, Ooh. you're nominated. Don't nominated make Elon my Musk. life harder than it needs to be by letting people pay for a verified check mark. And then whose sole reasoning for paying for it is to make a parody account to try and trip people up with fake news. Elon Musk is the nominee for Bum of the Week. It's a strong one. Can I give you one that I think is kind of out of nowhere? Now, I'm not cool enough to know the band, but I'm sure you saw the the news that a a beloved member of Migos uh, was killed recently. Take off. And people have been devastated, obviously. And LeBron James had said that he was listening to, to that band back in 2010. He asked any of the guys. I was on it. I called it. They didn't exist in 2010. They didn't make the first tape to 2011. And there's been all this stuff online. Actually, our, our boss, Spike, points out to me. I missed it somehow. All the LeBron liar stuff, right? Accusations of LeBron lying and embellishing for no reason. I have a quick LeBron story on that front. Back in 2010, Chris Bosh was reading this book. It was a fantasy book about a girl who fought battles. It was blue. It had a, a bird on it. People, LeBron made fun of him the entire... Like, I was in the locker room when, when Bosh was reading it. It was really bright blue, the cover. That book was was um, the sequel to The Hunger Games, like Mockingjay or whichever the second one was. LeBron made fun of him. The next year, when the movies came out, it became popular. This was before it was popular. LeBron was sitting there with his... With his... Uh, his... Uh, Hipster glasses reading the same book. He's full of it, is my point. I like LeBron. But all this, all this stuff of LeBron saying stuff that's just demonstrably not true. 
and the fact the Lakers are 2-8, and eight, and he's, oh, all of a sudden I'm injured, wink, wink. I just have the days, LeBron said. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm hurt. I think he's a strong nominee. No argument for me. Uh, do you want to push for anybody else? No, I think this week it's Twitter for me and Mr. Elon Musk. It's a for really me. tough call between. You know what? Elon Musk bought a company for $44 billion he seems not to understand. They laid off people who now they're trying to bring back. They're reversing policy. We, it affects all of us. Do I have a Tesla? No. Do I want one? I do. Do I think he's doing a good job at Twitter? I don't. Elon, this is from D-Cell, pal. You might be the richest man in the world or one of them, but you're also the bum of the week, bro. That's your bomb of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. You are not going to get to go to Mars, by the way. I respect the honesty. You are cut off. You're on the Mars cannot fly list. I don't want to go to space. I don't want to live on Mars. How You long... could turn into a utopia. I'm not going to space. How long until I can't even log on to Twitter? Yes, now. Well, to <laughs> be fair, they have, no, they have no way to even, like, they didn't have access to their own at Twitter account for days after the purchase. I think he's got bigger problems. Not many. But bigger problems than D cells attack on, on his uh, on his bumdom. Elon Musk's bum of the week is not something I saw coming <laughs> a few months ago. Would you live in Mars? Would you live on Mars? Uh no, no, yeah, no way. Hell no. I'm also not a big fan of the color red unless it's hair. My wife's a redhead. I actually said it as we were closing. She's listening. It'll be a great weekend. Sleeping on the couch. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We'll see you Monday here on CBS Sports Radio.